Hi, I'm Pastor Roger Brown. God has gifted me the pleasure to pastor a dynamic, spirit-filled church called Life Changers Church International right here in Pittsburgh, Kansas. I believe God will use this sermon to impact your life and bring His greatness out of you. Man, I hope you get something out of this that will change your life. God bless you. Your time is very important, so I'm going to get right to the message. Have a wonderful day. How many is ready to see what God is going to do? I've been experiencing a lot of just, just in my prayer time and praise and worship. I, I've just been experiencing God just do uh, greater and take me deeper. And, uh, uh, and there is different levels in God. Sometimes what happens is, is we come in and we get saved and we go to church. And a lot of times what happens in most of our lives is we conform to what we see that's going on in church. And I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but some of the things going on in church really ain't that good. But a lot of times what we do is we conform to the image that we see that's going on in church and we don't apply the word in our life to take us deeper and to move us stronger. And so we hear what the church is saying about the word. And the Bible says to study the word and rightly divide the word of truth. And there is a time, here is the time that we're standing on right now. This is the time. This is the evil day that we're at that Ephesians talked about when he said put on the whole armor of God. And put up the shield of faith that you will be able to quench the fiery darts for the evil day. This is it. If there's ever a time that it's it, this is it. And we are the generation. We cannot leave this world to our children and our grandchildren like it's going. I'm commissioning us to stand up and hold the line and don't move backwards and don't move out of the way. But let God begin to deliver and do what he said he's going to do. Because I'm telling you right now, this revival that is moving up on the world. The Bible says that if my people don't cry out, he'll have the rocks to cry out his name. He'll find a way to get that praise. I don't want no rock crying out my name. I want to be able to stand up and begin to call out upon God. I want people to know, amen, that my God brought me up out of it. Come on, somebody. I was in a low place, in a bad place. I was in a place I didn't know if I'd ever come up out of it. But I'm telling you right now that when I was in that place, I'm here to tell you right now that in all that I was going through when I was running from God and running from the calling and selling dope and smoking dope and Chasing dope. I, I praise God. I, I went from, from pushing dope to preaching hope. Come on, somebody. And, and this is the time that we have to stand up and understand this. Uh, that at that time, I want you to know uh, it wasn't the church that reminded me. Uh, it wasn't me thinking about what happened in church. Uh, because, matter of fact, if I can just be honest with you, uh, I was mad at the church. Uh, I was running from the church. Uh, I was sick and tired of the church. Uh, I didn't want no more of the church. Uh, I was tired of the dogmatic, uh, religious minded. Uh, but I wanted you to know, but it was those times that I fell down on my face before God, that the anointing pulled me up and reminded me who God is. I'm reminded of what he did for me. There's an impact that is going on in the world today. 
church is sitting back. Let me tell you, no, not all the church, but I'm telling you right now, we have, we have come to the place to where we have gotten scared. Can I just preach for a minute? We have gotten to the place where we have gotten scared. There was a time when the government, they decided that if we begin to come against and pull things, and what they was going to do was they was going to pull our church status, and that way we wouldn't be tax exempt. Preachers sat back, and they didn't talk about sin no more like they needed to. Or they did, but they beat around the bush, and they made it sound like and pamper it down and just and, and, and just pat it and tell it, well, you know, this and that. But I'm telling you right now, that's not what God's Word said. If we don't hold the line in this generation, our schools are going to still keep teaching our kids that homosexuality is okay. They're going to keep teaching our kids that you can live like this. They're going to tell our little boys you can be a girl if you want to. They're going to tell our little girls, come on somebody. You know I'm preaching the truth in here. We better hold the line. It has never been, never been a mess like it is right now. There is an identity crisis in the church and it's starting and moving. If we don't know who we are, how do we expect the devil's kingdom to know who they are? We better stand up and take it back. I declare we got to hold the line. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and tell him, hold the line. Let's go to Isaiah. Let's go to Isaiah 41, please. Isaiah 41, let's, let's go to the ninth verse. I'm just going to get out here. <coughs> New King James Version. Isaiah 41, verse number nine. If you want to mark that down, if you want to put it in your Bible, put it in your smartphone. If you want to do Isaiah 41, we're going to read verses 9 through 13. You whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called from its farthest regions. My God, that excites me. And said to you, you are my servant. <laughs> I have chosen you and have not cast you away. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Behold, all those who were incensed against you shall be ashamed and disgraced. Listen, I didn't say this. Word of God did. Listen, they shall be as nothing. Come on, somebody. They're making themselves out to be some big somebody. But listen, the word of God said they shall be as nothing, and those who strive with you shall perish. You shall seek them and not find them. Those who contended with you, those who war against you, shall be as nothing as a non-existing thing. My goodness. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, Fear not, for I will help you. Let's go to Philippians 1, verse number 6. The last scripture right here, Philippians 1, verse number 6. Being confident in this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. 
Stand to your feet all over this place and let's just, let's just reverence this word and let's pray. Father, we come to you right now and we thank you, Lord, for your help. We thank you, Heavenly Father, that you're leading us and guiding us and protecting us. And Father, Lord, we stand firm on your word. Lord, if there's anything that we're going to do outside of your word, stop us. Heavenly Father, Lord, begin to move against it. But Lord, everything that we're going to do in your word, Lord, hold our right hand and don't leave us, but show us and lead us and guide us and protect us protect us, that this revival, Heavenly Father, is not coming. This revival in this stage, it's not coming for the lost, it's coming for the church. But the church will be built up and they'll go get the lost. And Father, Lord, the church has lost their identity. Give us the strength that we need. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. You may be seated. A lot of times... We have, most of us that's ever grown up in church at any point or period of time in our life has grown up, and uh, in, 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 uh, if you grow up in, in a Pentecostal church like I did, uh, you know, the Pentecostal church where it was uh, long dresses and long sleeves and no makeup and, you know, all bun and no fun, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> all that. Uh, <laughs> <clears throat> and it was uh, all of those things that I grew up in, I was always told what you can't do, but they never told me really what we should be doing. It, it was all about looking the part on the outside so that the world could tell a difference of who we was. And what it did was it offended a lot of other people because we thought we was better than they was. I would go into, re I remember in the late 70s, early 80s, we would get out of church and we would have to go home and eat because the restaurants were closed. If you wanted gas, you better get it on, on Saturday night because on Sunday morning the gas pumps were closed. Then it come a time to where now the grocery stores started opening up at 1 o'clock. And you could go, and then the truck stops. There was a truck stop outside of Atoka, Oklahoma, there in, in uh, Tushka, Oklahoma. And, and uh, there was a truck stop out there. And so, and so sometimes we would all gather up after church, and we would drive all the way out to Tuska to go to a truck stop, and we would sit down and eat. But we would all walk in, and you just knew that we'd just come out of church because everything was, I mean, everything was just to the T. And we all walked in, and we followed in, and we sat down, and, and we had our, our, our lunch, and we talked about church, and we looked at every, come on, somebody, y'all acting like y'all don't know what I'm talking about. But we looked at everybody else that came in that wasn't and saved and we talked about everything that was going wrong in their life and bless him poor old people never once did we ever say Lord have mercy on them have grace on them never once did we ever get up and, 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 and just shake their hand or love on them come on somebody and what the enemy was doing was he was getting the church into a self a self place until they thought it was them but I'm here to tell you right now that I believe that there was a thing that broke through I believe that there was a move of God a powerful move 
move of God. They begin to penetrate, penetrate, penetrate through us and show us the power and show us the glory until we become to that place when it's not what we got on the, on the outside, but it's what we have on the inside. And revival at its purest state has never come to save a lost soul. Oh, that's what we got to have revival for, preacher, so we can get the souls, uh, this lost. We, we can get them saved. We need to have revival so we can invite all those to come into church so they can get saved. Listen, revival was never meant for the world. It's always been for the church so we can get revived and step out into their world and be bold and get them. We better hold the line. We've, we've lost the art of having church. It's going to be quiet on me again. It was like this Thursday. We've, <laughs> we've come in and we decided, listen to him. Everybody say, I love the preacher. Everybody say, I love life changes worship. We decided if we could come in and put on a show. We decided if we could do all of these things. We decided if we could just, uh, just, just, just entice them uh, a little bit uh, with our talent. Let me tell you something, honey. Talent will only take you so far. It'll only take you to a certain place. Uh, American Idol said 28 years old uh, and you're cut off. It's over with. Uh, it will only take you so far. Matter of fact, all those, uh, all of those who had a talent uh, now uh, that are singing country music, uh, they ain't putting on concerts uh, now there at the Indian casinos. All the old timers can't, can't now, 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 their talent has took them so far. And it's not about your ability. Sometimes we talk about what we're able to do. Well, I'm capable and I'm able. It's not about your ability, but here it is. Hear me, hear me. It's about your availability to God. Lord, it's not that I'm able, but I'm available. Because there's a lot of stuff I'm not able to do. And I know I'm not able to do it. And it was only God that did it. Because I'm telling you right now, I come fresh out of a dope house, out of a, out of a, a country dance floor, walked right into church on Saturday night and got saved. By Sunday morning, I could feel God pulling me to preach. I thought, my God, this ain't right. This is crazy. There ain't no way I can preach. I mean, I'm, I'm, seriously, I went on a 36-hour not even sleep. I was cranked up and cocaine out of my mind mind on a 36 hour ended up he ended up in a dance hall and on Saturday night wound up in God's house I'm here to tell you this morning and on Sunday morning God's pulling to me to preach and I'm thinking this is the craziest thing there ain't no way I can preach I just come out of this and God's wanting me to preach I'm not saying I preach on Sunday morning it was several months later but I could feel the call and I could feel God drawing me why because because he, he was a power of God. It was a church that got revived. It was a church that got on fire and the anointing of God that began to move. It was a church that held the line. And I'm not talking about you got the only daddy that'll walk the line either. I'm talking about holding the line. Hold the line. 
you got to hold. Listen, listen, listen. The church is in a place we're being pushed back, and we're not standing our ground. Somebody hear me right now. This administration in the White House right now is absolutely pushing the church back. We better stand up, and we better take notice, and don't be pushed around. Don't be told what you got to do. Don't be told how your kids has got to be taught. Don't be told that there's a virus in China that's going to kill all of you if you go to church. Don't be pushed back. Don't be pushed back. But you stand in the place. Ephesians said, when you've done all you can do to stand, then stand. It's a horrible thing. The church is sitting back and God said, I'm for you. He said, I'm your God. He said, he said, the thing I started in you, he said, I'm going to finish it. You hear me right now. You, I don't know who I'm talking to. Maybe I'm talking to a young man, and you started out great, and all of a sudden you fell off, and you found yourself backslidden. You got a few kids. Praise God, you got a lovely wife, and you're not preaching, and, and you're sitting back. I'm here to tell you that he's never left you. He's never walked away from you. Maybe I'm talking to some of you out here. Maybe some of you young women or some young men, maybe you grow up in church and you walked away from it and that old lying devil pulled you up out of it and you found yourself in a place where you shouldn't be and now and now that calling to God hasn't stopped calling on your life it hasn't stopped pulling why because he said I'm gonna finish the work that I started in you somebody help me in here this morning God's not done the church has got to hold the line we've been too far we've been too long without a genuine move of God listen listen do you remember those days when you got up in the morning and you just fell in love with God and tears just began to flow and there wasn't no worship team around, there wasn't no worship music on. Do you remember those days when you would drive to work and, I mean, tears just flow down your face and you just thinking, my God loves me. He loves me. Remember those true, genuine days of your life when the power of God really began to move and all of a sudden, all of a sudden what happened to us is that over the course of time, we have gotten slower, slower moving to God. When God speaks, it takes us three weeks to answer instead of three minutes. Come on, somebody. There ain't no sense of us sitting around and saying, well, I heard God three years ago, and I wish there would have. And yes, God still has mercy, but I'm looking for a church that when God speaks, we, we, we answer immediately. We don't, we don't hesitate. We don't wait, and we don't hang around to try to figure out, Lord, was that you or was that the devil? Ooh, let me tell you, okay, let me tell you this. But I say, I love preaching. Maybe you're sitting there right now and you say, oh, something tell me to give Roger $100. That was God. <laughs> Listen, the enemy ain't ever going to tell you to do something nice. My. Listen, listen, he's not ever going to tell you to say a kind word. Now, he might want you to manipulate a word like a Jezebel would. Come on. I don't, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. I just said that word in church, Jezebel. Praise God. But 
I want you to know the genuine move of God begins to move. See the enemy? Listen, listen. Let me give you some thoughts on the enemy, on who he is. He's a nobody. That's why he needs your body. Because he has no body. He's a nobody. And he needs your body. And so he waits until you get weak. He don't wait until you, he, he, listen, 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 he don't entice you when you just got up out of the prayer. He might come against you and tell you that was stupid. But he's not going to pull you and entice you. What happened to the church was, whew, Help me, Jesus. It's for too many years we have pointed our finger and judged everybody that was sitting in the church. We don't even know their story. We don't know what hell they had to go through just to get to church this morning. We don't know what stuff they had to fight through. We don't know the years of abuse that silently it was hid in the church and nobody in the church could see it because it was all smiles. But behind closed doors, it was a mess. We don't know. Come on, somebody. We don't know what they have faced and what they have went through. All we do is we read on Facebook and so-and-so did this and so-and-so did that. And so the church pointed their finger. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 2 that whatsoever man, if we judge somebody we're doing the same thing in secret and what happened to the church was the judgment of the church that kept going out and kept going out I'm telling you right now there was a rip and tear in the church and God said the reason you ripped and tore is because you're not coming underneath the righteousness of my word and when we stand in the righteousness of God we don't do as sinners do but we love sinners while they're doing it We helped them. I first moved to Pittsburgh in 2013. One night, my wife was, we, we was doing something, I can't remember what it was, and kind of a late night, and I had one of those, I need a Reese's, 10 o'clock, you know what I'm talking about? I need a Reese's and a, and a coffee, 10 o'clock. My wife said, you don't need no coffee at 10 o'clock? I said, yeah, I do, I need coffee. And at that time, there was a Casey's on 4th Street. It's not there anymore. There's Casey's on 4th Street, and we lived there on Walnut. And so I went down to Casey's, and I was getting me a coffee and a Reese's. And I was standing in line, and there was a young man standing in front of me. Had, in front of me had long, long, dark hair. And uh, he was buying some cigarettes. He pulled out all of his change. He was counting it out. And they was counting it. And my first thought was, come on, dude. If you can't afford this, get out of the way. Let me get my Reese's and my coffee because I'm a Christian, and I'm going to go home, and you can just. I'm just telling you the truth. First thought in my mind. The young lady said, I'm sorry, but you're 75 cents short. He goes, dang it. He said, how much is those? Here we go again. So finally, I just stepped up. I said, hey, young man, <laughs> listen, I, I, I'm telling you the truth. 
I honestly was buying his cigarettes so he'd moot out my way. Now the old church would say, oh, you bought a man some cigarettes, you're going to go to hell. And the church would say, and split it wide open. <laughs> That's why the old church said, you going to split hell wide? How do you split hell wide open? Tell me. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I mean I, at that time, I was seventh grade. I was 85 pounds. How does 85-pound person split hell wide open? So he moved out of my way. I bought my Reese's. I bought my coffee and king-size Reese's, by the way. I bought my king-size Reese's and my coffee. I paid for his cigarettes, and she told me how, how much it was, and I thought. So I walked out. I got my truck, and he walked over. And he sat down at that little bench right there in front of the window. He sat down, and he took all of his money, he poured it out, and he was counting it. And I, I, I put my car in drive, and God said, go back and give him everything in your pocket. And I thought, you lying devil. <laughs> Get out of me right now. <laughs> Seriously. <clears throat> and... I knew approximately how much I had, but, but, but I stopped, and I said, Lord, and I looked right, never even looked at me. I mean, he didn't even know why I was staring at him. He, he was still counting his chain. So I said, whoa. So I put it in park. I got out, and I rested in my pocket, and there was a, 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 a lot right there. And I thought, hmm. So I rested in the other pocket, and there wasn't a whole lot there. So I pulled it out, and when I looked at it, I thought, oh, that's the 20s, and these are the ones. Okay. Confused myself. So I'm trying to debate on what to do. So I walk in, and he's sitting there, and he's looked at me, and I sat down, and I said, hey, young man. He said, he said hey, dude, you're back. <laughs> I started saying, I come bearing gifts. I said, I said, look. <laughs> I said, man, I walked out. And I said, I just come to Pittsburgh to plant a church. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I was having church in the Salvation Army building. And we started with about nine people, and that was it. Nine people. I, listen, listen, we've been 26 years preaching this gospel. God pulls me up and plucks me up and brings me to Pittsburgh, Kansas, and says, go over here and start a church. And, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do that. And so I told my wife. My wife said, Okay, we're going to do that. And I told, my, I told my kids, Tanner was graduating high school, and he said, I don't care what y'all do. Lane said, okay, we'll do that. Listen to me. And so we come over to here, and we're, we're, we're planting the church, and I'm standing, and God spoke to me, and he said, and this is what I do not want your church to be like. I want you to come up out of this. I want you to get this. Then when you plant this, it goes into the ground, and everybody in your church will do what you're doing, but don't you start and bring old habits up in this place because I want to hold the line for the ones who needs God. I remember what was in wit, so I grabbed the one dollars. I didn't know how much was there, and I said, dude, I laid on the table. I said, God told me I said, hang on. <laughs> I 
I know y'all think I'm dramatic, but I was mad. <laughs> I'm starting a church. Nobody knows me. And there's not much tithe coming in. And I'm trying to figure out what to do. Preacher, don't preach to me. You know you would think the same thing. I said, young man, I need to tell you something. I said, I was walked in here and you were standing my way. And I bought you the cigarettes. When I started to leave, God told me to give you this money. And he just sat there and he just kind of, you know, his bottom lips kind of started quivering a little bit. And he said, I, I'm 28 years old. He said, I just finally decided to move back home. He said, I've been running from God. He said, I don't understand what God's doing. He said, I have nothing. All I can do is depend on my mom. My mom, my mom is mad at me, but she allowed me to move in. And he said, I did not want to go home and ask my mom to buy my cigarettes another time. He said, on the way here, he said, I know this sounds foolish, but I was praying. Lord, let me have enough. <laughs> Some of y'all say, oh, you can't pray like that. Oh, you get desperate enough. Don't you tell somebody how they can pray and how they can't pray. You just shut your mouth. And I said, young man, I don't know what the deal is. I said, but I'm here to tell you that God loves you, and I love you, and I want that calling in your life to go further in God. I said, can I pray for you? He said, yeah, I kid you not, Casey's, 4th Street, right here in Pittsburgh, Kansas. I, 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 I reached over and grabbed a hold of him, and, 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 and I started out real cute. <laughs> oh, Lord, I thank you for this young man. I thank you, God, that you, you brought me. And all of a sudden, it just started getting louder. Come on, somebody, getting louder. When I was praying real cute, he was amen. When I started getting louder, he was trying to pull away from me. Well, what I'm saying is, is we need more church people that will remember their dedication to God and what God called them. Because when you started, you didn't have nothing. When you started moving in with God, you didn't have no gifts. You didn't have no, all of these things. You didn't know. When you started serving God, you just started serving God because he first loved you. And if we skip back into that mode, because he first loved me, I guarantee you, you will forget about everything else that's trying to wreck your life. Falling into so many categories of what the church should look like, what the church should become. Falling into so many things going on in our lives. And before you know it, we strayed away from God and we started becoming what the people wanted us to become. Sin is sin, and we ought to shun sin. I'm telling you right now, I'm not saying to be like them and sin like them. I'm saying to love them unconditional in whatever state that they're in and show them that the love of God is better and greater than any sin in their life. We're not to point our finger and talk about, well, you ain't married. You can shut your mouth and just pray that God begins to move. Well, you can't do this because of that. Shut your mouth and pray that God begins to move. Come on, somebody. We need a revival to start in the church so it'll touch the world. Yeah. 
We need that awakening. We need that right hand of God to lead us. We need to quit, quit sitting back and letting our government tell us what we can do. They may take you off Facebook, but that ain't the end of the world. Some of you need to come off Facebook anyway. You can't handle it. It makes your blood pressure high. It makes you mad at your wife, at your kids, at your dog, at your work, at your preacher. You just can't handle it. Remember when life was so much easier without reading a Facebook post. <gasps> and I want you to know that this revival and this infant stage, you hear me because I'm, I'm going to slow down. I'm, I'm going to say this real slow. Pastor Anna, come in, please. This revival at its infant stage, it is coming through the church. And if the church has not got its eyes open and ready to receive what God is doing, then when this revival begins to grow and begins to move, you know who's going to get it? Come on, somebody. You know who's going to get it? The bikers. The bar people. Come on, somebody. Those that have been in penitentiary and got out, they're going to get it. The church is going to be sitting back and all they care about is their four walls, their piece of property, what's over their door, and about their good name in the community. And they're standing up and this and that. Well, we don't want to talk about this because, you know, people's got problems. They just need to find somebody who can help them. Who else can help them but God? We need to stand up and tell the truth. If we're not telling the truth, then we're not helping them. We're not helping them. Some of you may know or may not know, but several weeks ago, <clears throat> there's a young couple walked through this church, lesbian couple, and they sit right here in the front row of this church. When I preach, they get loud. I just let them get loud. I thought, Lord, let them wake up the rest of them. I knew, I knew in my spirit. When it was over with, I stood at the back door shook their hands, hugged their neck. Matter of fact, the next day, me and Lane went and got money for them and put on a card and took it to a motel to them, knowing exactly, listen to me, listen to me. You can't point your finger at me and say, well, 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 well the preacher don't, don't like people like that. They've been lying to you. I love every one of them like that. I don't agree with their lifestyle, but my job is to be a man of God and to give out and to pray and to preach. I don't care if you're gay, if you're lesbian. I don't care if you've been living together for 10 years and ain't got married in five kids. That ain't my business. I'm going to love you, but I'm going to tell you the truth. Don't you come and ask me what the Word of God says because I'm going to hold the line. I'm not going to back up. I'm not going to run from it. I'm going to hold the line. But I will love you. And I will preach to you. And I'll be your friend. And that's what Life Changers Church International will be. That's what I want. 
That's what I want. Stand to your feet all over this place. Hold the line. I'm going to say this real quiet. This administration in the White House right now is completely against the agenda of God. I'm going to say it right here. I want you to zoom in right here. I don't care how many times they say they went and prayed. You can't pass laws and move laws and push your agenda that is against God's order on our lives. If we don't hold the line, church, then our children and our grandchildren are going to live in a messed up world behind us. And it's time that us, come on, somebody, we have come up out of it. We are the Joshua generation. As for me and my house, we will serve God. We're divided. Revival is tearing and hanging around. And one thing it wants to hit is the church. But now it's happened to hit homes and prisons and biker stations. <laughs> Two of the biggest churches in America right now that is outgrowing everything else and doing the most work is the cowboy church and the biker church two of the biggest in the world. They're doing the most outreach. They're doing the most work. And they don't look like you. They don't think like you. All they think is God. And they're loving people and helping people and moving people. Church, I'm telling you right now, y'all keep on and I'll go a full-blown biker church. I'll wear my leathers in. <laughs> no, I won't. <coughs> my wife's looking at me like, here's what I want to say to you this morning. I, I'm, I'm really not going to call a line up here this morning, but I will have an altar call right here. And here's what I'm going to say to you this morning. Maybe you or somebody you know is having to deal or live with somebody living an alternative lifestyle. And you're trying to figure out well, do I be nice to them? Be nice to them. Listen, be nice to them. Maybe you have in your family or know somebody is. Maybe you had or know somebody in your family that's died of COVID. You know, I preached the funeral of one of my very good friends just before Christmas. Right after that, my first cousin, real close, died of COVID in the hospital. I was dealing and going through so much and trying not to show a lot of emotion, but I would go home at night, just thank God. Shortly after she had passed away, the son that she had adopted and had grow up in his home got a scholarship wrestling, a, a elite scholarship, elite, top of the line, and went to college his freshman year. Because his mama died, 
He couldn't handle it. He took his life. So my family's world was up, just shooken up. I got people in this church who went through COVID, a bad deal of it. Some that didn't make it. My family didn't make it. And I'm trying to figure out what in the world to do. We're cleaning the church every Sunday. We're moving people out. We're spreading things out. And I'm reminded and I'm preaching this, and this was in me a long time ago. God said, hey, just hold that line. He said, I, I ain't done talking. He said, they're trying to make me say that I'm done talking because the church ain't talking no more. But he said, I still got the last word. Because here's what it's going to look like. God said he's going to take our adversaries and those who war against us. And he's going to move them out of the way. You hear me and you mark my words and you put me, you put me, remember this, it, 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 COVID is coming to a time when everybody will look and say, what a joke it was. He said he would take the enemy and move it out of your way and you wouldn't even know. He said, I'll take the wealth of the world and lay it up for the righteous. I'm telling you right now, revival is on a full steam and God is moving and pushing in and the outside world will say what are you doing to look like you do to be like you are to be blessed like you are and we say it's the living God of America that lives inside of me that's what I'm doing I don't know whether I had or whether I haven't. Maybe you're sitting there and you're thinking, well, I don't want to be called out or censored out. But I feel this morning, we ain't trying to pull you out to try to figure out who's in your family, what happened to your family. But I'm telling you this morning, this is what, this is what the glory of God has said. That this morning, this morning, that heaviness on your heart, that smile you've been putting on your face, You've been dealing with it every day. Maybe you lost somebody that's dear to you. Maybe a mom, maybe a dad, maybe a husband, maybe a wife, maybe a child. I don't know. This morning, I'm feeling this call. Just, just listen to me this morning. The only way we can get past this is to get healed of it. And you can come to church every Sunday and every Thursday. But until you lay it on the altar, you're going to walk right back out the same. And this morning, whoever you are, you got loved ones need to change their life. Preacher, they need to change their life. Same-sex marriage. Some's a boy and wants to be a girl. Some's a girl and wants to be a boy. I lost some great family members of COVID. I lost my husband of 20 years or 50 years or 60 years. I lost my, my, my child. That he, I feel this this morning. Every head bowed. No one looking around. I feel this this morning.